Monday, January 22nd. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, it's been 45 years since the United States Supreme Court made its decision on Roe v. Wade. There have been literally millions of unborn children who have gone into eternity. Harry, as we look back on this case and what has happened to the United States, what has happened to our culture, our morals, give us some reflection. And here in 2018, are you optimistic perhaps the tide has turned on this issue? Well, I am on one sense. I'm not on another. For instance, there was a recent survey that was just done. They acknowledge that at least two-thirds of the people in the United States believe that some form of restrictions ought to be placed upon abortion. I would say to all of my pro-life friends, fellow activists on this issue, there's nothing wrong with finding common ground with people who are basically pro-abortion, but who believe in restrictions. Just realize that if you get a law passed based on a restriction, but is not fully honoring the sanctity of life from conception on, just realize you haven't won the final victory, but there's nothing wrong in saving some lives in order to move to saving all of the lives and to, again, reaffirming the virtue of the sanctity of life ultimately in society. I'm also positive, Tom, because of the maturing response of this among believers. Believers are learning how to enter into this issue in a winsome way, but a bold way, a courageous way, an appointedly effective way. And we have learned in maturing on this issue and dealing with it, the breadth of responses. Whenever you have a heinous foundational sin that is attempted to be embraced by a culture as a way of life so that the unthinkable is thinkable, that is the destruction of the most innocent and defenseless of all, and that is those in the womb who ought to be in the safest place of all, but now has become a place in which a full-out assault upon them has been made to the point that it is estimated that well over 20% of those babies conceived are aborted today. By the way, the cultural elite pinpoint the African-American community in the promotion of abortion, consistent with its roots in the eugenics movement of Margaret Sanger, the patron saint of Planned Parenthood, When this is embraced, there are multiple consequences, and thankfully, the Christian community has seen this. Tom, one time in the height of the pro-abortion movement, there were approximately 5,000 clinics promoting and doing abortion. We are now down to less than 2,000, around 1,800. I praise the Lord for that. A number of states only have one or two of these clinics. Some states are now free from any abortuaries at all. The crisis pregnancy centers now number almost 3,000. The women pay nothing to participate in them, and there is no taxpayer support of them. Pro-life people have provided twice as many women's health centers available to women than the tax-supported, fee-based Planned Parenthood clinics that are only disguised abortuaries and, in some cases, body part selling industries. So I am grateful for the progress that is there. I am grateful for the maturity of how believers are able to deal with this issue in the public square. Praise the Lord, at least we're able to save these children 
one by one, and we have made significant progress, but we need to be in a society that affirms the sanctity of life. Our neighbor to the north, Canada, prime minister that's doing town hall meetings, and this is what he says, oh, I will protect the right for you to believe in a pro-life position in your home and in your heart, but you are not allowed to bring to bear what you believe in the public square to try to affect public policy. I am going to protect the, quote, right of women to abort their children. I am going to protect that by not allowing anyone who believes in a pro-life position to speak in public. You will be guilty of hate speech, and you will be fined, and it will be criminalized. Now, that's our neighbor to the north. My last point of thankfulness, at least at this point, courageous and thoughtful and prayerful believers can now be engaged in the sanctity of life. And there is some hope that the recent significant number of appointed federal courts of appeals judges by the current administration and the Supreme Court may finally be tilted toward affirming the right to life in our society and the full embrace of our Declaration of Independence that declares the God-given unalienable right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Tom, finally, while people know I have been and will continue to be appropriately critical of the current administration from a Christian world and life view, I cannot help but affirm the reality that this president has done more in one year for the pro-life movement than quote-unquote pro-life presidents did in eight years of office. He has removed the mandated abortion support in Obamacare. He has removed the threat of financial penalties upon states who defund Planned Parenthood and has given permission to states to defund Planned Parenthood. He has affirmed justices and appointed justices that are originalist in the interpretation of the Constitution and therefore affirming life. He has authorized the investigation of the Justice Department of Planned Parenthood. And in that investigation, he has particularly affirmed the search for the evidence of Planned Parenthood trafficking in body parts through the abortion industry. Finally, Tom, and this is no small matter. The vice president, Michael Pence, has arrived and has spoken at the pro-life rallies. Even pro-life presidents would not appear, nor members of their cabinet and vice presidents at these pro-life rallies. But Michael Pence does under the approval of President Trump. So I'm grateful for all of that. So those are the things that encourage me. What discourages me is the assault upon unborn life and what it does to the coarsening of the heart and soul of a nation. Tom, I have an offer to anyone who listens to this program. The legal affirmation of the assault upon an unwanted category of human beings in this world, the state-affirmed legal assault upon a category of human beings for a genocidal destruction of their life, All of you who thought that was horrendous in Nazi Germany, please tell me what is different from what was done in this horrific assault upon six million Jews. Please tell me what is different upon the same state-supported, culturally affirmed assault upon the unwanted, deemed undesirable 
category of human beings called unborn life, not 6 million, but over 60 million now. As long as we as a nation countenance this, we are in desperate need of the delivering power of our God. If God came down to judge the slaying of one man and his innocent blood when Cain slew Abel and it said God came down because the blood cried up to heaven to be avenged with justice, what does it look like for 60 million statements of destroyed life and their blood crying up to heaven from our nation. I am pleading with God, do not bring judgment upon us. I am pleading with God, please bring a gospel awakening so that through evangelism and discipleship, we will again embrace life, life to the glory of God, life made in the image of God. Harry, we are out of time for today. On Tuesday's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to two real-life stories that paint incredible pictures for biblical truth, one dealing with untold riches that are ours, the other dealing with be sure your sins will find you out. Yeah, that'll be tomorrow. I look forward to being with you, Tom. We'll cover those stories on Tuesday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out, let me remind you to download the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will encourage your growth in Christ. Again, it's yours at no cost. Well, do stop by again tomorrow, Tuesday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective. 